everybody welcome to the faith and fandom podcast uh as you know faith and fandom podcast is now featured on the love thy nerd network and you can check it out there as well as lots of other cool podcasts from tabletop gaming video games comics the two words wrestling podcast and a lot of other great things that are there so uh check that out and you can find more episodes at lovethynerd.com slash faith and fandom and today i'm joined by professional wrestler and overall cool human being audrey allen Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, so we'll we'll get into lots of wrestling things like that. So if if you're just to introduce yourself to somebody, like what would you say? What's like the first thing? Here's what I'd like you to know about me. Oh gosh. Um, hi, my name is Audrey. I'm a professional wrestler, and I love Disney. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. I I've seen you post about Disney. I didn't know it was like that. So it's like that. Oh, it's like that. What's it's like fa- that. I finally have joined my loves together and they now exist in this beautiful relationship. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so like, what's your favorite Disney, whatever, anything you can go, go for one. it. Now what, tell me what you love about Disney. We can just start there. Honestly, everything. I think I grew up in that, like the Disney classic Disney time period, you know, like early nineties where you had the toy stories, the lion Kings, the all of like the super classics that you think of and so that was like my whole childhood and since I grew up in California we would go to Disney all the time Disneyland and so I just grew up all around it all the time (laughs) um it's not I mean I know that there are bigger Disney fans and flexes with it but I think my biggest Disney flex was uh that uh when a goofy movie came out in theaters like in that, you know, age difference and everything. I was 14 uh, when a goofy movie came to theaters and um, I watched it six times straight at the dollar theater. Oh my God. There's a dollar theater on uh, the the Omni that's in Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's still a dollar, but like it was then. And so I literally just walked up, paid my $6 and stayed the whole day. Um, So like, uh, it's your favorite Disney. What's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, God. I don't think I could pick one. I think it would be, like, my top three if we're going classics. Whatever you want. It's Lion King, Toy Story, and Goofy Movie. Okay. Those are my top three, like, classic Disney movies. I've been watching Hercules a lot more lately, and I'm really starting to get into that. So that might have to insert itself somewhere in my top three. I don't know who would be taken out, but it's definitely up there too. Are you excited about the prospect of a live action Hercules? I am. And I am not because some of the live actions they've done really, really well with, and they're amazing. Others. I'm like, okay, they could have done a lot better as far as like, not my biggest example is probably the lion King. I was pretty disappointed because they wanted to go to national geographic with it rather than like, Disney and putting animals with emotion. And I feel like a lot of the fan edits were a lot better than the live action itself. Live action. That's a big gamble <laughs> to do it in that capacity. Cause you're not going to make people happy and it's never going to be the same. I think right. the only live action I have seen has been Aladdin. Like, okay. like, and that's, it's for that reason. I'm like, I'm, I'm very protective of these things. And like, you know, like I think Ursula was my first Disney crush. Like, yeah. like kindergarten Ursula was it, and I'm like, you know, it's like I don't have anything against Melissa McCarthy, but like I'm gonna keep my mind and right. memories where they were. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, what's your favorite Disney ride? Uh, in Disneyland or Disney World? Give me both. Oh God, um, Disneyland. I think. It would be Space Mountain, which I feel like is really lame. Um, <laughs> but that's probably my favorite. Uh, they used to do, I, I'm pretty sure they still do it where for Halloween, they have like a different vibe in there and they kind of play different music and have different stuff in there. Um, but Disney World, I really love the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It is worth the Genie Pass. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been there since that one's dropped. Um, they were working on it the last time I was there, so I'm looking forward to it. 
And I'm currently in the doghouse with uh, my middle kid because she's part of a dance team. And they went to dance at Disney last week and I wouldn't let her go. And it was, like, it was one, it's one of those things of like uh, they advertise to all the kids and dance. Hey, we're performing at Disney. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I'm supporting of that life experience. And we paid all the money for it, did all the things, all the costumes. Then when they went, they didn't perform at Disney. They performed Disney Springs. Mm. And I'm like, that's not performing at Disney. That's performing at the food court. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, I was like, we're not doing that. But I was like, you know, we'll work on it. We'll get there. But I do love it. And just for just for conversational sake, I'm pretty sure my top three are uh, a goofy movie, Aladdin and Tangled. Okay, good choices. I, was like, I just watched Tangled last week again. So. <laughs> that one just that one just hit me, and I think that was the first Disney movie that came out after I had daughters. Mm. And so I remember like taking my two year old like little kid to see that, and I was like, okay, this is great. Um, I also have like a deep affinity for uh, Zachary Levi, so like yeah, <laughs> he's a homie. All right, so um, tell me about like what was your What's your life been like prior to wrestling? So, like, what was your story? Oh, gosh. Um, In a brief synopsis. Brief synopsis. Brief synopsis. You have a girl that got raised at a private Christian school, got bullied, went to public high school, world flipped upside down, joined the military because college was just not it, and (laughs) joined the military, did that whole thing, got out. Became a government contractor, did that whole thing, retired, and then was like, oh, shoot, I don't have a community of people anymore. And wrestling just fell into my lap. That's that's essentially how my life went. And it's been wild. Yeah, I, I can say, I mean, that's definitely not probably what you put like on your like third grade application of like what you want to be when you grow up. No, it was definitely astronaut. There's still hope. <laughs> I I think I'm past the like the age range of applying and getting there. <laughs> well, depending on your wrestling career, you might have like billionaires that just take you with you. I'm not against it. If there's any billionaires that want to take me to space out there, hit me up. <laughs> so you said it fell into your lap, and you know I've heard the story before, but like tell me tell me how that went down. Um. So I never grew up watching wrestling. Nothing. The only reference for wrestling I had was I watched Glow when it came out on Netflix in like 2019, 2020, somewhere around there. I, I really loved that show, actually. Yeah, it was great. And I was like, you know what? I think I could do that. And so I put out on Facebook and was like, how did people get into this? You know, I have no idea. I have no idea what's, what it's even about. So I'm like, how how do? And I had one guy on there that was like, Oh, you know, you got to find a school. You got to do this and this and this and this. You have to have to background in this. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's too much. I'm not that committed. Like, that's, I was just curious. So it kind of dissuaded me from even thinking about it ever again. And um, last year I was minding my business at the gym and some guy who is now one of my really great friends uh, came up to me and he was like, I, I'm not trying to be creepy. And I know you probably get this a lot but you have a very unique look. Have you ever thought about wrestling? And I kind of looked at him like, what? Like wrestling? What? Like, what do you mean? What is that? He's like, you know, you know, like WWE wrestling. And I was like, I've, I don't watch that. I'm like, well, um, I have no idea. He's like, well, clearly, you know, you work out, you seem like athletic. He's like, if you're ever interested, I trained 15 minutes down the road. You're more than welcome to come, hang out, like watch us practice and, you know, kind of just check out the vibes. And um, I was like, okay, but I'm also an extreme introvert. So he gave me the address. I look it up and I'm like, mm, yeah, that's a concrete building that I will not be going inside <laughs> by myself. And I'm um, like, this is where people get murdered. Like, I'm not, no. And uh, so I was like, okay, next time I see him at the gym, because I saw him every once in a while, next time I see him, I'll ask him if I can like meet him there so that like, you know, I can kind of make sure I'm in the right place and like not die. And um, 
it took two weeks for me to see him again. Cause I was like, I'm never going to see this man ever. I don't know where he went. He just disappeared. And uh, finally I saw him and I was like, you, and I screamed at him from across the gym and he was kind of like, Whoa, he's like, you never showed up. I'm like, yeah, you got to meet me outside, brother. I'm not going in there by myself. And, uh, He's like, all right, sure. He's like, I think it was like the next day or something. There was a practice. And uh, so sure enough, I texted him, met him outside the building. We walked in and coolest group of people I could have ever been inserted into. And it just, it was amazing. Everybody was so nice. Everybody was just like, just so welcoming. And I don't know if it was because like, hey, we don't have any women and we need a women's division or just genuine personalities. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, but I met my best friend that day. I met all these people that I'm, I still am in contact with every day and wrestle with. And that's pretty much how I ended up here. It's wild. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. And it's great to find a community like that. And I love that you said that that's what you felt like you didn't have a community with it. And it's just for literally just to get dropped into one. Um, so like when I, first met you um i was not going for the wrestling match i was going because the guys who run the comic shop had a their band was playing at the wrestling thing and i took my daughter my small human and like your you and amanda your match was like all she talked about for like weeks we did not watch wrestling in my house like it wasn't (laughs) a thing until she watched the match with you two and then she talked about you guys and then like now where all the major like events and stuff like that she like wants to finish homework so she can catch up on raw and like like we've gone to wwe matches and all this stuff now literally is just because she connected with what you guys did and um so that's that's just been neat like so what have you seen has been the just the outside of just the community building for yourself what has been like most positive aspect of what you've been experiencing with it Honestly, so that would be obviously the biggest thing was I was searching for a community and it literally came to me. Um, The other things would be, I mean, I went from an extreme introvert, severe stage fright. I mean, you wanted me to get up in front of people? Never. It would have never happened. Not in my wildest nightmares. And now I'm essentially on a stage performing in front of hundreds of people And that alone, just like the amount of progress that I've made in the last year compared to the last 30 years is just insane. I I would have never gotten to where I'm at comfortably with myself, with being in front of other people than if if I would have never found wrestling. I don't think I'd ever be anywhere near where I am as like confidence wise in myself. Um. For the, like, so how do you go from being an introvert, like, to doing what you're doing? Like, what steps did you have to take to actually get more comfortable with that? You cry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wish I was kidding. Uh, It was a lot of tough love. Um, I think that especially the group of people I I was with, and especially, you know, Amanda is my best friend now. We are best friends. Um, We pretend like we hate each other. I know, which is so funny to watch because, like, I've seen you guys around each other. I'm like, that's cute. Right, right. Yeah, you hate each other. Okay. Um, But it was a lot of, like, kind of being forced into, lovingly forced into situations where my first promo I had to do at a seminar in front of people. And before I even got into the ring, I was crying, bawling my eyes out. And um, God bless Victor Andrews. If you've never seen him wrestle, he's amazing. Um, he's in the ring. He's like, it's okay. You'll, you'll, you're going to be fine. Like, I'll just do an interview style. And I gave the most honest interview anyone has ever seen in their lives. And I was crying the whole time. But had he not been there, had I not been kind of like, like put in this situation, that would have never happened. And now... I'm taking, I'm training in Tennessee here uh, with Dr. Tom and we have promo class every Wednesday and it's dope. <laughs> yeah. And over time it was like, I would cry less and less. <laughs> like I would still get really nervous and kind of like get the shakes and like tear up a little bit. 
And now every Wednesday for two hours, we do promos and I'm coming up with stories. I'm talking on the fly. He gives us a random word and we have to use it in a 60 second promo. Like I would have never been able to do that. And I think the timing of this school has been amazing because had I not gone through all of that prior stuff, I don't think I would have made it here. (laughs) And it was just the gradual being forced to essentially do it over and over in front of people that I was comfortable with led to being able to do it in front of people that I'm like not familiar with or not comfortable with. Um, How much of this stuff, like, do you feel like is translatable to like your daily, like just comfort level with life? Because I mean, those sounds like, like solid skill sets to have. Yeah, honestly, all of it. I now can relate almost anything in my life to wrestling and vice versa. Um, the fact that I can take Disney references and insert them into being a wrestler, um, is (laughs) incredible. And I think they all, they all relate. I'm more comfortable going up to random people asking for, you know, assistance at a, whatever, at a certain place. Whereas I would have just suffered and figured it out myself at some point just to avoid the human interaction. Whereas now I'm like, I'm just going to go ask for help, you know, and that has been a very interesting turn for me. <laughs> and it's crazy, like how, like it, how, how hard it can be just to have a genuine interaction with people that you don't know. Like for me, like if you put me on a platform, like where I've got like a, a divider, basically I'm great. Put me on a stage. I can talk for endless amounts of time. You put me like, I've done musical theater. I've done all that kind of stuff. Just going up and having a one-on-one conversation with somebody I don't know, freaking terrifying. Um, Like I like, yeah, I just, it's a hard thing. And just learning to be more confident in yourself is a big deal with that. So kudos for that. Yeah. I've had some interesting situations, especially like from the beginning of when I found when wrestling found me really, and not being able to go into the building by myself. Now, when I get booked on shows, I've never been to these places and I have to drive all the way there, find the place, walk into the place by myself and then shake everybody's hands like that alone. Just like what (laughs) you're doing what now? And so, yeah, it's been uh, yeah, the growth has been just absolutely amazing. Now, is any of that like a persona that you put on or is that just growth for you that's just personal growth for me that's literally like i haven't even figured out how to like all right you know you gotta you gotta flip that switch in your head turn into your character just you know do it no i I don't it's me (laughs) that's awesome I haven't um, figured that out yet we're getting there but (laughs) so uh you said that you're there in tennessee training how long is that training process for you um normally it's three months um i'm on like the expedited because of christmas at the the end of the year so it's only it's two and a half months it's like 10 instead of 12 weeks um and i'm just over halfway through so graduation show i think is december 9th we're coming up quick (laughs) that's awesome um just to ask like does your military background play any kind of positive into this or is it any kind of help think that the biggest part that it's helped with is the patience <laughs> aspect um when you have to work with a bunch of dummies for so long uh you get very interesting characters from all walks of life in wrestling and i think having that years of having to deal with so many people from so many different walks of life and having to work together as a as a literal unit um i think that has helped me kind of be able to adapt really quickly to who I'm working with, who is in the locker room, who I'm sharing this space with. Um, I think that's probably the biggest like relatable aspect of it. Okay. Um, what's the, been the toughest physical aspect? Learning that throwing yourself onto the ground on your back is now a normal thing. <laughs> um, that was the biggest hurdle at first. It's, still kind of the biggest hurdle 
Um, you're doing stuff with your body that is just not normal. Um, I like I got bullied as a kid. I'm used to taking hits all day long, but now having to one be an aggressor is just weird. And also like, you know, you're literally putting yourself in a situation where you're getting hit, kicked, punched, thrown, whatever. And it's like, oh yes, this is good. Um, your body gets put through a lot. It's, it's, the ring is not a soft cushiony pillow. It is plywood (laughs) and metal. And, um, that on top of, I'm still training at the gym every day and I'm still putting in that kind of work and just trying to like fuel my body with good stuff and not all of the like fast foods that I really want to eat all the time. And it's, it kind of, it's just a lot. It's like, it's like a consistent prep for, you know, whatever you want to consider wrestling is like, it's, it's so many different things like the being able to lift, but also run, but also do all these things at once. So you don't get super blown up. It's, it's a lot. Have you had any like serious injuries so far? Um, I've had a couple of like contusions, like deep bone bruises, Uh, I had one in my leg from training and that one still, I think that happened in March maybe. And I still, every once in a while, it's, uh, it's painful. I also got absolutely rocked in my jaw uh, last month and I'm still, still feeling that. So I can eat normally, which is great. Love that for me now because I couldn't, um, but yeah, it's it's not anything. I haven't had any like fractures or anything like that. Nothing crazy. Um, no real concussions or anything like that from wrestling. And mostly, mostly it's just big old bruises. <laughs> um, and just say you know I've seen you wrestle a handful of times now. Um, what's the like your technical level? I mean, even for because I guess whenever I first saw you was kind of early on in your stuff. Like, uh, you you seem really technically proficient in like what you're doing already as an, at a beginning state. Um, like what's the, what's the like most physical feat that you're proud of or skill set that you're proud of and what you're doing so far? Honestly, I, when it comes to like physical stuff, I usually pick up pretty quick. And so I think I've been really blessed in that aspect of as I'm learning actual wrestling that stuff kind of comes pretty quick. If I, you know, just do it over and over repetition, I'm good. The hardest part to me was working with the crowd, doing all this, the extra flair stuff that you have to add into it while also figuring out the wrestling part and like character work and all this other stuff on top of it. That was the really hard part. And so I'm, I'm at this point where I still don't have it all together. Um, and I'm still learning every day, but that that's probably my biggest, like, I'm so jazzed about that, that I'm finally starting to, like, it's starting to click. I'm starting to get it. And, yeah, because you saw me at, like, day one almost. <laughs> and I knew how to do, like, three things. And they're like, you could put a match together with that. <laughs> and, like, now I'm like, okay, yeah, no, like, I can actually kind of hold my own and if I have somebody, especially like a veteran with me or somebody that I just have really good chemistry with, like Amanda, we can put on a really good match with just the little stuff that we do know. So I definitely have been blessed in that aspect as well. Let's, you know, like I haven't seen you wrestle in person in a minute just for scheduling conflicts and everything, but like you post a, a lot, a good amount of content of your stuff. And I'm just like, oh, wow, look at that. Like you can see new dynamics and stuff like that taking place with it. Um, so to ask this, cause where is the line for you that you go from being an amateur wrestler to professional wrestler? I mean, technicality wise, amateur wrestling is considered like when you think of like college wrestling, high school wrestling is like that kind of like, that's what we consider amateur wrestling. Pro wrestling is the entertainment factor that's added into it. Yeah. So technically, when you start into this whole thing that we call wrestling on our side of it, you're already a like a pro wrestler. Pro wrestler, right? Like you don't even have to be like anywhere proficient. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm sure you've seen a couple, you know, that is just like, wow, okay. Um, so that's that's the main difference, honestly. Like, it's not really, you don't like, okay, you're, you know, like in the military, you join and you're a recruit. And then you get your time in and you become an apprentice. Then you have your job. Then you learn the skill set and you go up the ranks like that. There's no real structure to it. You have veterans. And I, I don't even know if there's an actual number of years that make you like able to consider yourself a veteran um, in wrestling, but you have your veterans and then you have green, super green people, new people, and then everybody in between, but they're all pro wrestlers. Okay. So that's kind of the distinction. Yeah. I just didn't know if there was like you were amateur until this point or anything like that. So. Nope. It's kind of just a cluster and we love it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, do you have any like personal aspirations for where you want to see this end up? Honestly, I'm at that point where I'm, I just want to see how far it goes. Um, I being someone who's never watched wrestling, who's never really been in it until it found me. I'm still kind of in this, like, holy cow, am I actually doing this right now? Like, am I actually, like, I'm training with one of the best trainers in the country, if not the world, and I'm learning and I'm doing things and I'm I'm getting booked all these places and I have two belts now and all this other stuff where it's like, okay, I'm just going to keep going and keep growing until whatever happens. I, I don't know. It's kind of, I didn't plan for any of this. So I just want to see how far it goes. I ha- I definitely have like, you know, some dream matches that I'd love to have or like, I honestly just want to see how far it goes and how far I can take it. That's great. Um, when it, when it comes to that, like, I didn't know if you were just like, all right, I'm going to give it this much time or I have a goal of achieving anything. I like just enjoying the ride. I, that's how I kind of go through life. I don't put a timeline on anything. Uh, because if you do, you're either limiting yourself or you're disappointing yourself in one way or another. Um, and I just like enjoying life in the journey of it. So if I start something, I'm going to keep doing it until I either, of course, with wrestling, it's like either I get severely injured and I literally can't physically do it anymore or, you know, mentally it just becomes, you know, not fun, not, you know, not worth it essentially. And then it's like, okay, at that point you consider maybe it's time to move on. Maybe it's time to do whatever else. Um, I don't really have, like, I've never done anything really with a short-term goal, long-term goal. I've never, when, you know, you do job interviews where they're like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I have no idea. Because <laughs> why would I limit myself when who knows what could happen? Yeah, I retired and then wrestling found me. And it's like, I would have never foreseen that happening in my, you know, five-year plan. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into your Kool-Aid of like asking personals on this, but like uh, how, like what's it take for this to be like viable as a career, like financially for you? Like. Um, right now it's like, I'm still, I'm still very new. I'm still figuring it all out. Um, and when I get booked, essentially I'm asking for enough money to cover my gas. Um, Luckily, I am retired, so I have enough income to, you know, pay my mortgage, do all that fun stuff. Um, but then wrestling, it costs a lot of money. It, it costs a lot of money to do things. And once you start to to see, you know, okay, my value is going up. I'm learning more. I'm starting to gain more and more money here and there, sell merch, do whatever it takes to kind of be able to afford the wrestling bit. Um I'd love to make a decent amount of money off of wrestling right now. It's definitely, I'm putting more into it than I'm getting back. Um, but it's, I, I feel the needle start to kind of swing the other way where I'm finally starting to become more valuable in this space and be able to, you know, charge my worth, charge a little bit more here and there for these different things and therefore kind of make it worth it to me. I honestly just want to break even. <laughs> And, you know, obviously I'm not in the same bubble you're doing with that, but like, I know 
things with like DJing and stuff like that for me, like it's hard for me to charge what my worth because I like, there might be insecurity. There might be like, you know, well, I'm not good enough at this to ask for that. And I find myself discounting myself a lot in areas. And I can only imagine when you're putting your body, your mind and everything you're doing into it, it's hard to say, look, I'm worth this much for this. And yeah, it's definitely, especially when you have promoters who you go from one that thinks you're worth $20 and you go to another that thinks you're worth 200 and you never know kind of, it's, it's really hard to gauge like what your price is, what your everything is. And it's kind of, in that like people don't really talk about the money because you know, you're not supposed to, because you know, someone might get mad that they're not getting paid as much as somebody else or whatever. And I understand that to a point um, because different people are worth different things for different reasons. Um, But it also doesn't really give you a range that it's like, okay, I should be charging between here and here because I'm at this point doing this. So it makes it really difficult to be like, ah, yes, I'm worth this much for these reasons. It's kind of like, yeah, like, how do I gauge that? Where, where's the line? There is no, like, I'm at this rank, so I get paid this much. It's, well, it's kind of up to you. You set your price and you figure out how that goes. And <laughs> it's, it gets a little, it gets a little hairy sometimes. I can imagine. And mm-hmm. um, there was a, I had a, I'm on some like site that if people say I'm looking for a DJ in this area, it'll list me or whatever. And somebody tried to book me uh, for this really big event would have been like a two, three day thing. And so I calculated my price of what I normally charge and they rejected it because I charged too low because they said, if you don't think enough of your services to charge more than this, I don't think you're the DJ we want. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. that too. it's like, where's the, there is no sliding scale. You just have to come up with numbers and then people interpret it, you know, differently. I've given yeah. my rate to somebody and they've been like, oh, that's way too high. I've also given it to other people where they're like, seriously, that's it. It's the same number. And it's just this person values me at higher and this person is either usually it's, you know, somebody that's trying to be cheap, doesn't want to really pay anything. And they're just trying to get whoever they can for, you know, however much. But yeah, yeah, that definitely it definitely sucks when you're like, well, I thought that this was it. Now I'm rethinking my whole life choices. So like in terms of the venues and crowds and stuff you played, what's been the your favorite spot that you've performed at? Um, I have to say it was that we did an American Legion show, uh, for combat vets and it, it was a hoot. I mean, those are my people. So I think that just being able to be literally surrounded with an audience that is entirely, my my people <laughs> was just so much fun and i got to work amanda at that show and so she's getting heat from them it was just i mean it was wild and it was just so much fun and by no means was it the largest or the smallest show ever but um it was just fun it was almost in like a they were having I forget what the event was but it was almost like festival style like kind of a fair show if you will yeah. um it was at the convention center, um, at the crown convention center. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was probably my favorite as far as it was the first time I was super comfortable interacting with the crowd. It was my first time almost acknowledging that there even was a crowd and for them to be those types of people. I think that just like, Oh, I just hold that one near and dear to my heart for sure. (laughs) Awesome. How, uh, Cause I know you've performed in like a variety of venues, places, stuff like that. Um, how hard is it between when the crowd varies, like between small crowds and big crowds? Um, it's very, you can have a small crowd that is like all in it and they're cheering, they're doing whatever. And it's super easy to interact with. 
because you do have like these select people that you can like really target. But you can also have that small crowd where they're all just sitting back like this and staring at you and you cannot get any reaction from them. Um, you can also have a crowd of hundreds of people and they're kind of not really into it. Or you can have them where they're super into it and they're screaming and yelling. There's kids in the front that are just like cursing you out and doing whatever. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like y'all need to maybe chill, but like, I'm also going to use that. Like it's, so I don't think it really matters the size of the crowd. Honestly, I think it just depends on the actual fans themselves. And if they are, you know, what kind of wrestling fans they are. Like, have they been watching wrestling their whole lives? Is it at, like, a Comic-Con where you don't have wrestling fans? You have comic fans that that there happens to be wrestling there, and they're dressed as some of your favorite characters, and, like, that's just really cool. And it's definitely different styles. Like, I'm, I'm obviously still figuring out how to interact and use those to my advantage, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think just the repetition of doing it over and over to figure out what works for what kind of crowd. Now you've, you travel a ton for this. Um, what's been, uh, your, have you had any adventures among traveling outside of the shows? Like, have you had any like crazy travel mishaps or anything? Nothing too crazy yet. Um, the only time I've been driving down to Florida a lot. Um, I'm the WWC Florida women's champion down there. And so I have to go down there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I, it's every month now I have to go down there. Um, and last month I did get my jaw rocked and I was just really glad uh, that I had somebody that actually came down with me who wasn't even scheduled to be there. They were just kind of going to see if they could network and do some stuff and I was really thankful because I ended up in the hospital and they gave me a bunch of pain meds and they drove me back. <laughs> and so I was lucky to have them in the car because normally I drive by myself, um, which now I'm like, I really need to figure out like carloads of people I can bring or at least one or two just in case something happens to anybody. Um, but yeah, nothing really too crazy. Honestly, it's grab a bunch of snacks, hit the road, get there, wrestle. If it's in Florida, I'm going to Disney the next day. And uh, then head home. <laughs> See, that's low key probably why you took the the Florida gig. Listen, don't tell them that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a uh, summer camp that I speak at that's in Orlando, and that's one of the main reasons I sign up for that. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I one time at one of the Fayetteville cons, I I think I interacted with you. You're in line to meet walter from the power rangers um are there any celebrities like wrestling or not wrestling that you like are on your list of people you'd really like to meet um celebrities i would really like to meet i mean if we're going wrestling it would obviously be rhea ripley i get compared to like her in china all the time i get it i have a look (laughs) they want me to be big and mean and scary um so I would love to meet her. She seems like my kind of person because she you can tell that she's kind of goofy. Um, but then she puts on this persona of like Did you ever like, see her in her bubblegum era? So I've I've been watching more of it um now that I'm like in wrestling, but yeah. when I got into wrestling, she's where she's at now, yeah. kind of in this form. So like Seeing her before, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I never got to see that transition beforehand, but now I like go watch older stuff. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so I definitely she's on my she's on my on my list for sure. I think she'd be really cool to meet. Um I don't really like if I meet them, cool. If I don't, fine. I don't really have many that I'm like, oh, I have to meet that, you know. Because usually it's people that are either gone already or, you know, stuff like that. So I've been doing cons for about 11 years now. So I've met the bulk of people I wanted to. And like the one of the voice actors for Dragon Ball Z is going to be at a show I'm doing like that guy. I want to meet that guy. It's like (laughs) I haven't actually gone to meet anybody in a hot minute. So that's going to be nice. 
Um, so in terms of like your matches and things like that, where can people check out stuff you've done or where like, cause you're all over the place and you post your stuff. Like it's there an, is there like a catalog of your stuff online at all or anything. Um, not completely. I did start like my little YouTube channel to kind of just archive my matches. Um, I have not been updating that if I'm completely honest. I think half the stuff that's on, most of the stuff that's on there is me and Amanda at the beginning. Um, there's nothing really up to date. Uh, so I need to, I need to probably kick my own butt and get on that. But, um, that's, that's hard stuff. Like to actually maintain that stuff, that's discipline instead of if you don't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm like, I want it on there so that mostly I can look back on it and kind of rewatch my own stuff. But then also, you know, you have promoters that are like, hey, send me a match. I want to see this. Or, you know, you are wrestling somebody new. And so they want to go look at old matches to see what you do, how you do it, you know, do their own research. So it's definitely a benefit to have it. I just don't like putting the effort into that. I'm more of an an Instagram kind of gal. Um, if I can put a couple pictures up, make a reel uh, and call it a day, we're good. <laughs> Um, so most of my stuff is on there. I'm I'm probably most active on my Instagram. Um, and then secondary would be like Facebook. I try uh, to answer most of my DMs. I try to post there the most. It's it's a lot. Uh you're pretty frequent about posting out your workout regimen and stuff too, like you're, what you're doing. So what does an average week of workouts look like for you in your process? So I have a seven-day workout split. Um, and that's because I go to the gym every day. Uh, um, if for some reason I have to like leave extra early for a show, cause I got to drive 10 hours to Florida. Um, and then I don't get done until, you know, 10 o'clock at night. I'm obviously going to skip the gym. I've just wrestled. I've driven all that. It, I just don't have time to put it in there. Uh, but mostly every day, uh, especially while I'm training here, it's, I wake up. I do whatever I need to do around the house. I head to the gym, do my workout. I shower at the gym and then I go straight to training. And then we have training for four hours. Um, it can be a lot, but I do a very basic like bro split um, where it's, I think my split right now is quads, back and rear delts, chest, hands and glutes, shoulders, arms, and then another shoulder day. Okay. It's a it's a very bro split. It's <laughs> but I like it. I like being able to focus on on one thing, get in there, get out. <laughs> What's your uh diet like when you're going through this or like for just to keep like you said you're trying to fuel yourself with things that are appropriate for what you're doing. So like what's your diet like with that stuff? Right now it is awful. It is all over the place. Um I spent a lot more money coming out here than I anticipated. So I'm kind of on that Walmart $3 meal kind of situation um, with their like healthy choice stuff, which at least, you know, gives you your veggies, gives you a decent balance. Uh, and, but normally at home, I really rely on uh, clean eats because they do meal prep for you and you can walk in spend six to $8 a meal and you get an insane amount of nutrition and it's already portioned out. You're not wasting any food. Um, it's just easy. It makes it so easy to get back from the gym, pop it in the microwave, and know that I'm at least eating something healthy. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and you recently changed your uh, wrestling attire. I did. <laughs> how how are you feeling about the the yellow? I like it. Um, it's not exactly what I imagined. It works for now. Um, I know that a lot of promotions want me to have something that's like all black because uh, they want that like big, bad, weird Ripley China look. Um, I have designed a few new uh, gear sets that I cannot wait to figure out how to make. <laughs> um, but yeah, for now, it's fine. It's fine. It's led into my my new character fairly well. Um, I think it kind of fits that beginning stage of where I'm headed with my character. 
Um, I will just be very happy when it kind of, not that there's ever an end stage to any of the character work, but where I see it currently, I'm, I'm slowly transitioning over to it and it's going to be great. (laughs) So just if I can ask what, what's like your design of what you want it to be like, what, what's that look like for you? Um, so I designed a set of Emperor Zerg gear. Yeah. Um, I, I pulled up on my phone if I could like show you, but I felt like it just glare really bad. Um, but essentially, uh, Emperor Zerg, if you're unaware, it's Toy Story, Buzz's arch nemesis. Okay. Um, it's very based in like black, gray, purple, little bit of red, little bit of yellow. Um, so I kind of feel like that would appease the promoters that want me to wear all black. Give while you also, the dark vibe with a little color. Yes. While also being true to my own self. Um, and I also designed some entrance gear for it, uh, which would be the cape that Zerg wears with a hood that's kind of designed as like a lucha mask where you could see through it. So like the over the oversized hood with the cape. Yeah. Nice. So I will be very excited to get that. Um, I think that's probably going to be my favorite one. I've also done a couple for like, let's see, I did Cruella um, and what was my other most recent? I did the lab coats from uh, from Emperor's New Groove for Yzman Kronk. So stuff like that where it's not everybody has it. I really wanted a set of Hades gear, uh, but I've already seen three different women wrestlers that have Hades gear. So I'm kind of in that, like, it'll still be cool. I can still make it my own, but it's already been done. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to find those more underrated characters to kind of bring them. And I don't, because I don't want my character to be overly Disney. I kind of want it to be the, if you know, you know, kind of yeah, thing. The subtle with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last question I'll ask you is this just, um, what advice would you give to someone starting out? Find a good school. Um, I am currently, finally, at uh, JPWA, Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy uh, in La Follette, Tennessee. Um, Dr. Tom Pritchard is one of the best trainers in the country, if not the world. So if you can, go to his school. It's been great. (laughs) Um, If you can't, find something local to you um, with people that you get along with. I mean, it's pretty easy to know once you go in there the first time, if you kind of vibe with the people or not. Um, And yeah, I feel like that's the most important part is just finding a school that one wants you there and you're not having to kind of fight your way in. um, But also that's actually going to teach you and build you in a systematic way. And I think that that's where I kind of, to be fair, I didn't even know I was wanting to be a wrestler. So I kind of, for the first almost year, it was, I'm getting trained, but there's a glass ceiling and I'm I'm not really kind of putting the pieces together. It's just, here's all these little tiny pieces. Um, finding a school that actually has a curriculum with a start and an end date is very helpful because they usually will have a curriculum and you start at day zero and then you build and build and build until they're like, all right, you could probably be ready for the world. Um, and then you continue training other places, but you at least have that foundation and building that part. I feel like is the most important for safety for you and the other people that you're wrestling. That's awesome. Yeah. Audrey, thank you for taking the time to hang out and talk with me. Is there, before it goes, is there anything you would want to say? Anything else? Good. I know um, I picked no, your brain pretty hard. To be here, man. I've I've missed you and your daughter. Um, I hope I get to see you guys again. Um everybody can find me on all the socials. I think that's pretty much it. Is my Instagram is now Audrey the Wrestler. Um, most of my stuff is that. Even my website is AudreyTheWrestler.com. It's got my schedule of events, it's got a little handy dandy calendar on there, uh, merch, my Amazon wish list, everything. It's got that's where you can find anything on there. <laughs> By the way, just like on a like a kudos thing, like a few weeks back or whatever, you said, "Here's my schedule. These dates are open. Who wants to book me?" Boss move. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying like, to fill those dates, man. 
<laughs> I know. And I thought, I just thought, I thought that was really well done. I thought it was a great idea how you did that. So. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was definitely, uh, I definitely have good people around me that kind of make good suggestions sometimes. So <laughs> I was suggested to do that since I had a couple of openings here and there. Um, this month has been packed. I, I literally only had one weekend off. And so that was, it was kind of cool. Cause I got to design merch for WrestleCade cause I'm going to be there next weekend. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty packed and I'm enjoying that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, we're going to have all the links to Audrey's socials, website, everything else in the show notes. And um, again, uh, you can check out other podcasts on the Love Thy Nerd Network and find more of these episodes over at lovethynerd.com slash faith and fandom. And Audrey, just thanks for hanging out. It's good to talk to you. And Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to like schedules lining up of like, okay, I can actually, cause like I was considering, cause you're the, it'll already be passed by the time this airs, but like you've got a show in Charleston tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, and like my daughter and I were like, okay, we finished this. It's three hours. Can we do this? And like, we're mapping that out. Just to try and get there. So we'll, we'll see you in the near future. That one's going to be a banger. So I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> that's that's what I was just trying to think. It was just like, is, can I make it three hours? Can we do this? And so you, you, you may, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. But, all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much again for joining with us. Yeah, of course.